finally back. Finally, finally back. <laughs> Excuse me. Why, damn. I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back at it, guys. I'm back at it. Uh, thank you for the patience to those that listen. I appreciate you. Um, this little break, which has been for about three weeks, um, much needed, much needed, a lot to talk about. So much crap has happened in the last, uh, couple of weeks, but, um, so I'm going to release probably a couple episodes all at once. Uh, I'm going to label them as parts, you know, kind of separate them or whatnot. Um, this first one, part one here. I'm just going to talk about kind of what, what happened, you know, what, why I took a little bit of time off. Um, and then actually I'll talk about my, uh, 15 year anniversary with my fellow spouse. Um, I don't know why I did that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it did. It, it was, uh, it was a good time to take a break and it was a good time to spend time with, uh, with my loved one. And then, um, <clears throat> Other episodes will talk about other things. Like I do want to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's definitely a must. But um, but yeah. So again, welcome to Admit One Multiverse AOM podcast for semi short. Uh, I'm your host Rick, and uh, we'll kind of let's dive into what kind of what happened. You know what what kind of went down. And, um, again, as always this is from the hip. So just straight from my mental, uh, to the mic. And, um, yeah, I, I, I took some time because I came to the realization of something. I can't, I had a lot of reflection and, um, the big thing that was happening was I was feeling very unmotivated. I don't know if you've ever felt unmotivated, Sometimes it's like a thing like, oh, I'm just not in the mood to do something right. <clears throat> but this was kind of affecting me like a little more on a global scale. Actually, it was actually kind of affecting me everywhere. Like even like my, my version, my personal version of therapy, which is, you know, building Lego. It's like my Zen area that wasn't able to contain my, um, anything. It was just, I, I just, I wasn't even motivated to do that. And that was, that was very alarming because generally when I'm when I'm messing with my Lego, let me tell you guys, I'm on it. I'm having a good time. Got to I get to think and reflect and it wasn't working for me. So um, I had to do a, a deeper dive into that. So um, I don't really know if I talked about it on here or possibly in my other podcast, Sigma Duocast. But um, uh, I, you know, I, I'm built a little bit different. You know, I come from parents that are... Uh, um, from Mexico, you know, they're immigrants and everything. So I'm first generation American, Mexican American, and I'm trying to learn the way. So I was raised a lot differently than what my kids are being raised, tell you that much. Um, and I'm learning. Like, so when it comes to like certain things that nowadays we have a lot of like labels for things. And mind you too, as I explain this, I don't want to discredit anything that I'm about to talk about and I don't want to offend anyone or anything like that to each their own. This is my perception and my interpretation of it, but it's in regards to like, you know, like anxiety and depression and having to take therapy or things like that. Like that, all that was just built different for me. Like my version of anxiety that I didn't really realize what it was properly called was adrenaline. 
you know, growing up, anytime I had some, like I was nervous about something, I was pissed about something, I was, you know, just shaking, whatever the case may be, panic attack type of thing. I just called it adrenaline. I'm just like, oh, it's just adrenaline, you know. Uh, again, I was raised different. I wasn't raised to embrace these vulnerability type of things. Um, and then same thing with depression. Depression, I just kind of rolled with it. Like for me, it's like it is what it is. Like that's my mantra when it came to things. It's just like, oh, you know, something go my way. Yeah, it is what it is, whatever. You know, and I just try to push it off, try to have a thick skin. So that's how I've always lived my life, right? And so when I started having this, um, I guess we can call it severe unmotivation to do anything, um, I had to figure out what exactly was going on. Like, what, what is this? Why, why am I feeling this? You know, I talked to a couple people. I didn't do any therapy or nothing like that, but I talked to people um, to get some perspective who've dealt with those type of things um, because I'm semi-uneducated with the, some of the terminology and all that, all that, you know, all that stuff. And uh, I think it might have been depression, but it was like a really different feel. Like I, I was content. Like I'm happy. Like my, I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with with everything, you know, my kids, my family, you know, where I live, like everything that I have, like, I'm not like trying to be here like, Oh my God, I'm some mopey person. And you know, this and this and this, but there was some type of root cause issue that was lingering somewhere that I had to figure out. I just had to figure out. So, um, it all kind of started, you know, I was kind of feeling it for the last, you know, the last couple months. I just try to disguise it as a no big deal. It is what it is mentality. Right. And, um, it was when I was starting to do the Mario, I was going to do that Mario movie episode. Right. I announced I was going, oh, I'm going to do this. Um, what happened was, uh, technology wasn't being kind to me. <laughs> uh, technology wasn't panning out the way I wanted it to be. Like what I envisioned wasn't, I wasn't able to do it. And it just really kind of like bummed me out and it demoralized me and, it, and I severely lost my motivation. So that's why I had to cancel that episode po or not cancel it. I'll say postpone because I still plan to do it. That is on the docket to do. Um, so I postponed that. And then after I did that, I, you know, I was just like, okay, maybe I'll just do a regular episode. And I didn't even feel like doing that. And so I was like, you know what? I just need to step away from like everything. And it just happened to be the week of my anniversary so I was like, oh, good timing, you know, go on my anniversary, you know, escape with my wife and have a good time and then, uh, um, you know, have some time to reflect. And so in that time of reflection, I was really trying to figure out like what are, you know, using some Marvel multiverse jargon from Loki, you know, what was some nexus events that really triggered these, these things where it's like really affecting me. And I could attest it to four things. Uh, I won't go into detail of them, just um, out of respect to some people that are involved. Um, and plus, you know, I just don't really dive too much into it. But there was four kind of like critical things that happened that really kind of took its toll on me. And, you know, one of them is for sure, yeah, you know, my, my living arrangement's a little bit different here. Um, you know, obviously my family, everything's good. I, you know, I do take care of other people that live in my house. Those that are close that know me, uh, know what I'm talking about. But um, that kind of, you know, I've had so much tolerance and patience and stuff. And I just feel like I'm at a threshold right now. So, you know, working on that, that's being resolved type of thing. Um, the other thing is like, you know, I've 
interrupt, you know, out of nowhere, you know, I had a, 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 a person that I can really confide to, can talk to, like was there 24 seven, just about, and then kind of out of nowhere, just, it stopped. Um, so, you know, I'm working on that too, trying to get some closure on some things, um, that will allow me to just accept things. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is that I was kept fooling myself. I kept kidding myself on certain things and I just really needed to accept it. Um, the other thing is, you know, work has been fantastic, right? Like I love my job and like the benefits and pay. Everything's like fantastic in terms of helping me live my life and livelihood and for my family, support them and all that. But um, recently I kind of went uh, or recently slash currently I'm in a little stability fracture shock type of thing. Um, I'm switching locations and whatnot. And just the way I got to this point um, and progressing, it's just a little alarming to me. So it's nothing too crazy uh, working on that as well. It's just, you know, it takes, it just takes time. And again, the big thing is acceptance. And then the fourth thing is I've been having this pain in my elbows, like dramatically just been like every day on my left elbow, I'm at, you know, when they ask you like, Hey, from, from one to 10, 10 being severe, like what's your pain level? Like I'm constantly at a five, six, every single day, any given moment uh, with sparks of up to 10 beyond and plus, you know, 12, 13, 15, every, every now and then, um, I have a, the simplest term, it's a lateral tennis elbow. That's like the simple men's way, but it's like the lateral epilic. I can't even say it cause it's too fancy. I can say, but I, I just can't think of it right now. Something like epi, epi, Condylitis. I don't know. See, it sounds terrible. I'm terrible at it. But anyways, um, basically my muscle hasn't repaired proper. So uh, in my elbow and it's affecting like the muscle that goes from my elbow to my wrist and into my um, ring finger and middle finger. Um, and then sometimes shoots up to my back, uh, my, my uh, shoulder. And so um, in a couple weeks here, I'm actually going to be getting a procedure done where it's like they do this like plasma blood infusion where they like poke holes into the muscle area that's messed up they just jam it like severely damage it so that way it's like severely damaged and then they can inject my blood how they plasmid it and then they can properly heal the catch is that it doesn't you they don't numb you or anything they give you one percocet and that's it everything else you're feeling it live the doctor like couldn't stress enough how many like how painful it is that people pass out on the table because of how painful it is um or the other option was surgery. So I'm taking the painful way first, as I always do with everything. The hard way is always the first way to go. <laughs> and so uh, we'll see how that goes. And that'll be happening in June. So I might be away. Or I might record too when I'm like severely in pain, uh, you know, post. And, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Maybe that'd be fun to do. Maybe I have some pain pills to take. But anyways, um, so I had those four things kind of all working at once. And I think that's what really kind of brought perspective. And the big thing was just really just accepting things. Um, I think I kept fooling myself, kept kidding myself on a lot of things. And I think I just got to accept, you know, how things are like the elbow pain that I'm dealing with. Hey, at some point it's going to get fixed. All right. You know, just deal with it. It's fine. Like, you know, just accept it. You know, my work thing, um, close confidant, uh, thing and my work, uh, little, home situation just got accept it and so i'm working on that like i'm on this spiritual journey right now 
Um, I've been reading up on uh, Buddhism. You know, I'm a Catholic. You know, I believe in God, hell, all that stuff, you know. But I think it's important to always broaden your horizons. Um, I feel that, you know, just because if you're whatever religion you're into, you know, I feel like you got to, like, be aware of all the other ones out there, you know. Um, so I'm looking into, you know, I'm looking into Buddhism, which isn't, you know, it's kind of like religion, not religion. It's pretty interesting. Like, that's kind of what I've been reading about. It's just explaining the origin and how it works and stuff. And uh, I'm like seven chapters into this book that I got. And um, it's been very enlightening. You know, it talks about, you know, best practices, you know, teachings, you know, what to do, how to accept things and and uh, progress in your life. And um, it's been uh, it's been very enlightening. Um, and I've been trying to model it. Uh, it is definitely difficult to do, um, because a lot of it's just yourself to overcome. Um, and so I'm working on that. Um, and then I've been reading about like the, the chakras, you know, um, learning about how there's, uh, I think seven of them and then like how they work, how they, the belief system behind the, the chakras and you know, how it goes. And so. And, uh, which funny enough, one of them is the third eye, which that's kind of a reference to the, uh, Dr. Strange movie we'll talk about it in the next episode. But, uh, you know, I, I'm reading about it and like what it is and what they mean and how they see it and, and how to work on it. And so I feel like all of it's like not aligned, you know, I'm very unbalanced. So I'm working on that. So I'm kind of like on this big, like, just like I said, a big spiritual journey of, of rebalancing myself, um, getting my you know, my, my, my spiritual self and mental self in, in a good place, um, as well as physically, you know, with my arm thing. And then, you know, I'm wanting, I had to postpone work. I used to, I was working out left and right, but because my elbow and arm started getting like worse, I had to stop doing that. So, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, all that, just trying to align everything and get it all organized. And so that's kind of what I did in my time off. Like that's, I just did a lot of big, deep thought self-reflection. Um, and it was good. It was very healthy. I feel it was, it was uh, very enlightening and I, I, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes, but, but anyways, that's my journey that I'm on right now. That's, that's what I'm doing. So, and that's why I took that time off. Um, the other thing that went on is, uh, this 15 year anniversary with my wife, crazy 15 freaking years um it doesn't seem like 15 years <laughs> so before i even go into that and and the adventure that uh we went on if you're a sigma duocast listener um you would know that we talked about how i feel about uh what dates are important which anniversary means more whether it's the first time you started dating or marriage and stuff like that so i don't think i talked about it on, on aom so I'll, I'll revisit that just briefly and then um, go from there. So, so for me, um, we discussed that which one's more important. And to each their own. I mean, everyone could have an anniversary for anything. You know, first time we kiss, first time we you know bone, the first time we told I love you, first time you know we went on a vacation. You can do all that. All to me, all that really matters is one date. One date, and that's the day we started, which for me um, was April twenty, uh, April twenty fourth, and that day is what's most important because I feel that supersedes marriage anniversary. 
um, because that's the day when you really started like getting to know each other. It was the beginning of a book. And, you know, you go through all the adventures, you're trying to figure out if this is a person you want to be with for the rest of your life or, you know, if it was just for a summer fling or a booty call or whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, you know, temporary or whatever. Um, and so that's why I feel that date's more important than anything else. Um, and so I tried to make it my mission that the day we finally got married, which was 14 years later from the first date. Uh, I try to make it to be the exact same date as the first one because I didn't want to have two different dates. I don't want to have like, oh, here's our wedding anniversary. Oh, here's a, yeah, if you want to be like greedy, like, oh, we have two reasons to celebrate. Nah, that's fine. You know, Um, and unfortunately, the the venue that we chose, the date, our date, the 24th, wasn't available. So I had to go the day before, which was April 23rd. And so that's our official wedding date, I guess. Make our uh, togetherness legal for tax purposes. <laughs> and so it just works out. It's kind of a whole weekend thing. So April 23rd slash 24th, it's like our two-day thing, you know, um, which I think is pretty cool. It worked out pretty well. And so um, we were about to approach our 15-year anniversary together because that's what means more to me. Technically, one-year anniversary marriage, which... Yeah, it's there. <laughs> and so we were just trying to figure out what do we want to do? And I just wanted to get out of the valley. Like ultimately, I just wanted to get out of here. I just wanted to be away. And so that was like the first criteria. And then the second one was just, you know, um, we were, you know, I'm very fascinated with Japan. I'm actually, I'm back on my journey to learn Japanese, which is freaking hard. Jesus, it's hard. Like, I don't know why I'm fascinated with Japanese and wanting to learn that language because it's hard. Should have done something easy like Spanish, which I already know, but not all the way. <laughs> Maybe even Italian. It's not too bad, you know. I don't know, but Japanese is hard, man. Look it up and you'll see. So, anyways, I'm back on that. I'm trying to learn that. So, I've been wanting. I love the Japanese culture. Like, I really want to go to Japan. They're finally going to be opening up tourism, I think, in June, but it's, like, still selective. Um, so they're not even, their country's not even fully, fully open, but at some point. And, again, I don't want to go to Japan until I know at least freaking hell, I don't know, 5% maybe of the dialect so I can be able to communicate. Um, but anyways, so the thing is, like, we want to go somewhere. It's like a Japan town, right? We want to go visit where we can have, like, some ramen and just whatever the case may be. So, like, well, what's the closest thing? There's San Francisco, a Japan town, and there's little Tokyo and Los Angeles. Those are, like, the closest things in, in, uh, here in, in California. So I was like, all right, well, San Francisco is a lot closer. That's for sure. Um, but at the same time, I don't like San Francisco. Like, I really don't. I'm not a fan. I don't. I hate even though it's closer, like the commute to there sucks. You have to cross so many bridges and pay tolls and, or you can do the bar and it, San Francisco is just nasty. I don't know, man. I just, I'm just not a fan of San Francisco. If you like San Francisco, good on you, but I just do not like San Francisco. Like I'm cool. Not going there. So then we're like, all right, well, and this is the crazy thing. I'm like, the other place is LA. I'd rather go to LA than San Francisco. That's how crazy I am. But I don't know. That's how much I think about San Francisco. That LA is way better than San Francisco. So uh, we ended up deciding, let's go to Los Angeles. Um, so that's what we did. And so our first day we drove up and we went straight to downtown Disney. 
um, which I haven't been to Disneyland in a while, let alone downtown Disney. And like, I didn't really want to go to Disneyland. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like everyone wants to go to Disneyland, but it's just, it's just too pricey for me right now. Like I'm just, I'm not about that. Um, I used to go all the freaking time, but now I'm just like, that's all right. So we ended up going to downtown Disney and uh, just to check it out. And God, even that's like so much different. It's crazy. Truly, the main reason I wanted to go downtown Disney is because I had an agenda to go to the Lego store. <laughs> and I know my wife is listening listen to this. She's like, I knew it, this bastard. So, But it's okay. I didn't really get to splurge on what I really wanted. <laughs> That's to come this weekend. And again, she's probably listening going, oh, this bastard. Yeah, right. But it's okay. That's why we get bonuses. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, so we went down downtown, we went to downtown Disney and it was cool, a little bit different. They like tore down like the AMC theater and all that, like all that building's fully destroyed. Like the ESPN restaurant that was there is like gone. It's just an empty building. The, the, the tropical, I forgot what it was called. I can't think of it, but that tropical restaurant, I can't even, oh my God, I cannot think of what it's called, but that's gone now. I mean, the building's still there, but they just converted the first floor into like some little Star Wars trader thing, which was pretty generic kind of a waste of space so i don't know man like they they they, i mean they're obviously redoing a lot of stuff and they have the whole plan but downtown disney was kind of whack i hate to say it but you know disney is a little too overhyped right now and um but i did go to the restaurant we went to el torito's i think it's el torito's or whatever the hell the thing's called right there um forgot what it's called but there's a little mexican restaurant and um it was just so cool because that restaurant was the first time I started to like guacamole. Uh, I never liked it. I was never wanted it. It's gross. And one time we went many years ago and she's like, Hey, you know, let's get this guac. And it was like, I don't know, 13 bucks or something. And I was like, I ain't going to eat it. But I mean, if you want it, go ahead. Like I'll get it. Like it's all good. Like we're, we're celebrating something again. This was many years ago. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to get it. I don't care. And so she ordered it. And, you know, we're just waiting for it. All of a sudden, this dude comes up. And, again, this is pre-COVID. Comes up with a um, little cart thing. And he, like, starts making it right in front of us, like, super fresh. And I was like, damn. I didn't know we were going to get a show. Like, let's go. So, uh, it was cool. Got a good show and everything. And so, then he gave it to us. And then, you know, I don't want to be a jerk and not eat it. Especially after he gave us a show. And, and then my wife was like, dude, it's so good. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. So, I took a chip and i took my oh my god it was delicious it was fantastic it was uh, that right there from that moment on i love guac i still eat to this day so uh when we went there the first thing sat down two two things i had to do right away first i need a margarita two i need that guac so we ordered the guac got my margarita let's go and then we ordered the fajita i had to get the fajitas because i had that last time and it was super good and uh, my wife got the same order and she's like damn why didn't i get this last time i go dude i told you i told you um so yeah it was super delicious good little like dinner thing that we did and then um after downtown disney um you know walked around checked the shops out a little bit we headed back to downtown los angeles and uh we were staying at the uh biltmore hotel now, if you're not familiar with the Biltmore Hotel, it's literally downtown. It's right across the street from the U.S. Bank. The big freaking building down there that you see in Independence Day that gets destroyed. Um, the Biltmore Hotel, I love this hotel. It's a very old hotel. Super Hollywood. 
I'm talking about like a lot, some of the uh, ballrooms that they have in this hotel, your biggest old school stars have been there. Um, you know, just you name it. Like they have put pictures inside and everything of everything they've hosted and anyone's been there. It's, it's amazing. It's super old. Like it's so, it's one of those old hotels that I swear to God, if you're walking by yourself in the hallway and there's nobody around, like you're scared the shit out of yourself because it's that scary. Like you're like, you'd be expecting like, you know, them two girls in that Victorian dresses to pop out of nowhere from the shining and be like, come play with us. And you're like, nah, bro. Like how do I get to my room? Like, no, I ain't going where you at. I'm going this way. That's how scary that shit is. Like they have like the stairs, you know, it's like the spiral stairs that go up and you can like go all the way to the top and then look in between. You can look all the way down and get like super vertigo and just say, nope, game over. Like it's, it's just a freaky ass hotel, super old, but it's nice. It's super nice. Um, fun fact, this is the hotel where they filmed, uh, Ghostbusters, the, um, oh my goodness, Sedgwick, Sedgwick hotel. I think it's called, um, hold on. Let me make sure that's right. Uh, but yeah, they filmed, uh, a couple scenes there. That's the one in, uh, in Ghostbusters where you see Slimer for the first time, um, yeah, Sedgwick Hotel. And so that's where they filmed that. Um, there's actually like one of their, their, their current lobby. Um, when you go to the hotel now, it's actually what in the movie was the ballroom where they like, you know, uh, take down Slimer and everything. Um, it's also a place where they filmed one of my all-time favorite movies, Beverly Hills Cop. Um, they filmed there uh, inside the opposite end of the lobby as well as like right outside the exterior so uh, there's been a couple other movies, but those are like the two most notable ones for me. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's super Hollywood, man. Like it's people, the Hollywood has been there, you know, they film there. Like it's, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's where we stayed. And then we went to, uh, the next day in the morning, got up and we're going to go to little Tokyo. And, uh, we decided, I don't want to drive really. Cause you know, I don't want to deal with parking. So we're like, we'll just take an Uber back. I've never used Uber by the way. And so we'll do, we'll take an Uber there and back. But then at first we're like, we got out and we went outside and it was nice. You know, it was, it was a beautiful day in the morning. Like, let's just walk there. It's not that far for, from there. So we ended up walking downtown and yeah, you know, it's, LA does have its bums, but for the most part, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And this might sound strange, but they're kind of, you know, they're polite. They just kept to themselves. Like everyone just kept to themselves. It was very interesting. Um, so I don't know. We ended up just walking to there. It was a, a good, I don't know, 20 minute walk maybe. And uh, it was pretty cool just to see the sights. Just like, hey, we're walking downtown LA. And um, we got to Little Tokyo and just started checking out some of the shops. They weren't open just yet. So. Uh, we were checking like their convenience store that they had there that was open. And then uh, we ended up going to the Japanese American um, museum, which is really interesting. And also at the same time, very depressing, just kind of ex- talking about like, you know, um, you know, during world war two and then, you know, Japanese first to Japanese Americans and how they migrated here. And then um, just everything they went through, like segregation, and all this, like, it's just, um, I don't think like, okay, I don't know how to say this where it doesn't sound offensive in any way but like i don't think we realize just how many like what cultures or nationalities or ethnicities like pe- certain groups have gone through in america and um 
it was just very enlightening to see, to read, uh, to read about. And, uh, it was crazy. They had this technology where there was, um, this gentleman, let me, um, let me see if I can bring it up my phone real quick. Cause I can't remember this gentleman's name. Um, his name was Lawson Ichiro Sakai. And uh, he was born 1923 to, and he just passed away in 2020. And it was crazy. They have this thing where, you know, he's lived through all this, um, gone through all this, you know, segregation, saw world war and, you know, just recent things. And they have this thing where he, it's this digital, like big old digital screen, you know, about, I don't know, five feet by three feet type of thing. And he's, you see this gentleman, he's sitting down in a chair, but it's like fully interactive. Like he recorded over like, thousands and thousands of lines and like thousands of different types of questions and so there's a little mic in front and you click on them you click on the button to start asking your question and they give you a couple like examples that you could ask and then you say the question in the mic and then he'll like react to it and he'll answer your question and speak to it and give you his life so it's it's kind of like keeping him alive forever as long as the tech is there type of thing um, it was super interesting. Like, you know, I was sitting there, me and my wife, it was just me and my wife, uh, cause it was, the museum wasn't too packed. We were there like right when it opened up. And so me and my wife, we just, we just asking questions and it was just, it was just a trip. Like it was super crazy just to experience that. And it was crazy cause then when my wife had made the comment like, man, what if, uh, what if like his grandchildren or, you know, his children like decided to come and like, you know, wanted to talk to him or just see him or hear his voice. They can, cause you see him and everything It's it's, it was fascinating. It was very, very fascinating. Um, so after that, we were just kind of roaming little Tokyo. We were there for a little while. I had some ramen. Uh, we went to the ramen spot. We just kind of like, we just kind of Googled like which one's the most popular one. And there was the one that had the line. It was the Daiko Kuya. And uh, dude, it was like, it was pretty bomb, man. It was, this ramen is legit. It's delicious. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty interesting. Um stores and stuff i did run into a store that had like old like japanese retro games which is pretty awesome like a heck i want to go back and like buy uh some of the japanese like super nintendos and stuff like that but and they had just a bunch even just to have them just to be like oh cool i have the cartridge um so it was pretty cool i do plan to go back to that and then after that we did um we're like oh we got to get back and so we took an uber i've never used uber before it's crazy right and, uh, dude, it was so convenient. It wasn't that expensive just to get us back to the hotel. We got back to the hotel and the plan was to drive from there, go to, to Hollywood Boulevard and check out Hollywood Boulevard. But I was like, dude, I do not want to drive. So we ended up checking like, oh, how much it is to Uber? Fuck it. We, we did the first one. So it's like, oh, we're hooked. It's the gateway drug, man. So then we did, uh, we took an Uber to there and it was dope. We, um, went to downtown or went to Hollywood Boulevard, went to the Funko store, um, and, uh, check that out. It's not too bad. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of walked now Hollywood Boulevard. I will tell you this. I felt it was more ghetto and like bummish in Hollywood Boulevard versus downtown LA. So yeah. Cause man, there was a lot of interesting characters, uh, in Hollywood Boulevard. Um, but no, it was pretty cool. Um, we just kind of went, Saw the, uh, you know, El Capitan studio, uh, theaters, the Chinese theater, uh, you know, took photos of the Roosevelt Hotel. And then uh, we found this little like pop up shop where it featured some of the um, merch of uh, of uh, BTS because, you know, my wife's into the BTS. 
I like their music too. I highly recommend listening to BTS. They got some dope ass tracks. Um, but yeah, no, we checked that out and then uh, that was pretty cool. And then we ended up Ubering back and then I was like, hey, well, we've already had this uh, escape, uh, this this adventure of Ubering. Let's uh, let's do some Uber Eats. <laughs> so we ended up ordering some food. There was a Chick-fil-A not too far from us and uh, we just said, hey, why not? We just ordered Chick-fil-A and have them deliver it to us. And so we had this big old feast. Now, I'll tell you what, Ubering wasn't too expensive. That was actually not bad. Overall, like, let's see, we went from the Tokyo to the hotel hotel to hollywood and then hollywood back to the hotel all in all i think we've even with tipping we spent maybe a hundred bucks if if that maybe 80 because it wasn't really that expensive it, it really wasn't um but uh uber eats oh buying the food and they have to live, that was hella expensive that i probably won't do again because the chick-fil-a meal that we did like you know it was it was expensive. It was the most expensive I've ever spent for fast food. So that I probably won't ever do again. So that's all I'm saying is be cautious when you do Uber Eats. That's a little too much right there. If you can drive and pick it up yourself, do that. Um, and then on the last day, we uh, ended up going to Universal Studios. I just went there and, and had, uh, we have you know, our passes and it was just her and I and uh, got to enjoy Universal Studios. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I do plan to go again. Um, I'm really digging it. Even though the park's really small and you can do everything pretty fast, I, I just, I'm digging it. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's convenient. So, but yeah, no, it was it was a good, you know, three days, um, you know, being out, of, be out away from the kids, you know, away from the valley, away from work, and, you know, just kind of being rock stars, you know, just, you know, I felt like, I felt like John Hammond from Jurassic Park, like, spare no expense. <laughs> and uh it was just good it felt really good and it, it was a good uh, good timing to get away and then you know and then from that just came back and did a lot of reflection and stuff like that so it's been a very interesting last couple of weeks i'll tell you that much um very very interesting but uh overall i'm, I'm in a good space man like everything's fantastic i'm excited um, i'm pumped to get back on this um I'm like, it's, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool, man. It's cool. But, uh, but yeah, 15 years LA trip. Would love to do it again. I want to visit uh, movie studios, you know, Warner Bros studios, uh, Sony picture studios, Walt Disney studios. Um, and, uh, kind of go from there, but, uh, it's been a good one. It's been a good one. So anyways, that's what's been going on. Quick update. Still got a lot to talk about. Um, I'll be back in just a, a little bit shortly here. The next episode, part two, Multiverse of Madness. We'll talk about that. And uh, yeah, kind of go from there. So I'll see you on the next one.